chapter seven part one of the village in the jungle by leonard wolf this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven part one Selinda knew well now that hinihami had been a victim to save him both the devil and the god had said either the man or the girl must be given it was the girl who had been given but it was he who should have died when the devil still possessed him he knew now when it was too late that in giving hinihami to the veterala he was giving her to certain death he had gained nothing by his first refusal of the veterala but pain and trouble and now the bitterest of griefs in the end he had lost her utterly now indeed the house was empty he was a fool yes a fool he knew that but how can a man know how to walk surrounded by all the snares of evil and disaster a man may wash himself clean of oil but however much he rubs himself he will never rub off fate and then there was Pancharala, it was he who was the real cause of the evil why had he ever come with his hateful face into the compound he would go in the early morning and take his gun and shoot the veterala dead as he came out of his house and yet what would be the good of that now now that hinihami was dead it would only be more evil he would be useless it was useless for him to do anything now for days selindu sat about the compound thinking and thinking as punchy manika called it she alone had any influence with him and even she had no power to console him in time grief lost its first bitterness and he sank into a perpetual state of sullen despair an air of gloom and disaster seemed to hang about the compound it was not long after the life of the village had been stirred by the death of hinihami that another event happened which caused no little excitement it was seen that baba hami the headman was having a house built on the open ground adjoining his compound and as soon as it was finished there came to live in it a man from kamburu pataya known as fernando many of the villagers had had dealings with him he kept a small boutique in kamburu pataya and lent money on the usual and even more than the usual interest he was not a sinhalese and spoke sinhalese very badly some people said he was a tamil his black skin and curly black hair pointed to the fact that he had kaffir blood in his veins he was a typical town man cunning unscrupulous with a smattering of education he wore the ordinary native cloth but above it a shirt and coat and the villagers therefore called him mahatmaya it was obvious that some very peculiar circumstances had brought such a man to settle down in a village like Betagama. the fact was that the headman and many of the villagers were deeply in his debt the failure of the previous year's chenna crop had made it impossible to recover anything 
in fact he was pestered with requests for further loans to tide the debtors over the hot season until the chenas could again be sown the creditor was faced with an unpleasant alternative if he refused further loans he would lose what he had lent already through the death or emigration of his debtors or they would borrow from others and thus make it difficult for him to recover on the other hand the complete failure of the chenna crop made his own position far from easy the debt outstanding together with the interest would be in itself a heavy charge on the next crop even if it were a really good one to be safe in giving still more credit he required additional security it was baba hami the headman who devised a scheme to meet these difficulties four acres of chenna would be allowed to each debtor the permits would be given in favour of the debtors who were to assign their rights to fernando for one-fifth of the crop it was tacitly understood that if the four-fifths of the crop exceeded the amount of the loans and interest the debts would be considered cancelled fernando was to come to the village and himself supervise the working of the chenas practically therefore the money-lender was hiring labour for the cultivation of chenas for one-fifth of the crop an exceedingly paying transaction while his rights and power of action for the outstanding debts remained unaffected the villagers were completely in his hands and both sides were fully aware of it the whole transaction certainly so far as the headman was concerned was illegal baba hami knew this but his needs were pressing and his own profit would be great for while his consent was purchased by the cancellation of his debts by a private arrangement with fernando his own four acres of chenna were not assigned to the money-lender to the villagers fernando was owing to his dress and habits a mahatmaya he did not treat them as his equals and they being in his debt treated him as a superior he was however on terms of intimacy with baba hami and although he had a small boy with him as servant he took all his meals in the headman's house punchy manika very soon attracted fernando's attention her face and form would have been remarkable even in a town to find her among the squalid women of so squalid a village astonished him he wanted a woman to live with him he was always wanting a woman and it would be far more comfortable to have his food cooked for him than to go always to the headman for his meals he anticipated no difficulty she was a mere village woman and the husband was a village boor and in his debt despite his confidence fernando decided to act cautiously he knew very little about villages but he knew the many proverbs about women and trouble and he had heard many tales of violence and murder of which women had been the cause he was quite alone among people whom he did not really understand far away from the boutiques and police court the busy little town which he understood and where alone he really felt secure he was a timid man and he hated the jungle and though he despised these people who lived in it he was not comfortable with them his first move was to try to learn something about the family from the head man he sounded baba hami cautiously the result pleased him greatly they were bad people according to the headman vedas gypsies traffickers and evil whores and vagabonds by evil charms they had enticed baban to their compound 
and now they boasted that he the brother of the headman's wife had married punchy Manika. they were dangerous people they had brought misfortune and death into the village fernando was not greatly impressed by their reputation for working harm by magic as became a town man he was somewhat sceptical but what was clear to him was that the headman hated the whole family they would get in no eventuality any help or sympathy from him this knowledge was as valuable as it was pleasing to him then one evening he surprised them by coming and chatting to babun almost as if he were an equal it was evening just about the time before the lamps are lit in the house when the air grows cool and the wind dies down and the afterglow of the setting sun is in the sky the work in the chenna for the man and in the house for the woman was over baban was squatting in the compound near the house and panchimanika stood behind him leaning against the door-post from time to time a word or two was spoken but for the most part they were content to allow the silence of the evening to descend upon them as they watched with vacant eyes the light fade out of the sky Manika brought the wooden mortar in which the grain was pounded turned it upside down and dusted the top with a piece of cloth will you sit down haya said baban fernando sat down upon it baban squatted opposite to him while Manika stood behind leaning against the door-post well baban said fernando will the chana crop be good do you think who can say aya who can say only a fool measures his grain before it is on the threshing floor then all these villagers do that for they are all fools ayo what cattle what trouble they give a man we are poor men aya and ignorant i'm not thinking of you baban but of the others there's only one man in the village all say that and i've seen it myself but the others they will ruin me how much do they owe me only a very good crop will pay it but they don't care they don't fence the jenna or watch it they sit and sleep in the compound and the deer and pig go off with my rupees in their bellies isn't that true it's true aya and what can i do a town man with all these jennas i ought to have a gambaraya yes you want a gambaraya so i thought and i thought too this baban is the only man in the village why shouldn't he be my gambaraya well what do you say you could look after the other chenas and also cultivate your own baban was silent with astonishment it was a piece of good fortune which he could never have dreamed of i would give you one twentieth of the crop after the fifth had been paid to the cultivators fernando went on would you do it for that yes Thaya, i will do it for that gladly very well that's settled you are my gambaraya now fernando sighed and stretched himself what a place this jungle is he said it is not fit for a sensible man to live in of course these other villagers if they went anywhere else what could they do the cattle they do not know the east from the west as the tale says if they get into a bazaar they are frightened and run about like a scared bull but you baban you are young and strong you are a knowing man why do you starve here when you could eat rice and grow fat elsewhere 
so my sister and her man said aya they wanted me to go away and marry in another village over there rain falls and rice grows there but it is a great evil to live in a strange place among strangers fernando laughed an evil you call it but how many have got wealth and fortune by going to strange places have you not heard of mahapotana many years ago it was all trees and jungle like this and no one lived there then they built the great tank in the jungle and people went there from all the villages of the west poor men living in villages like this now it is a town and all are rich there and eating rice yes aya we know that the tank was built in my father's time and the kerala mahatmaya and the rata mahatmaya came to the village and spoke as you speak now and they said that land would be given to all that went there and water from the tank for the cultivation of rice it was in a year i remember my father telling me when rain had not fallen like the last crop with us and there was want in the village and many died of fever they urged my father to go for he was a good man they knew that and my father said to them so he told me how can i go to this strange place can i take the woman and the child with me i have no house there and no money to buy in the bazaar among strangers and in strange places evil comes here my father lived and his father before him in this house and they cleared the chenis as i do and from time to time when rain fell sowed rice below the tank what folly for me to leave my home and field in the chenna to meet evil in strange places my father said this to the headman and all the other men of the village also refused to go except one man hapu they called him he went with his wife and was given land under mahapodana and nothing was heard of apu for many months and his brother who still lived here at last went to mahapodana to inquire about him and when he came there the people told him that apu was dead of the fever and that his wife had gone away and no one knew where she had gone but people die of fever in Betagama. yes i of course many people die of fever here too but they die among their relations and friends and people who are known to them in houses where their fathers lived before them surely it is a more bitter thing to die in a strange place i am a poor man and ignorant and i cannot explain it to you better there is always trouble and evil in strange places when a man goes even upon a journey or pilgrimage to kamburu pitaya or mahapatana or baragama always aya he is troubled and afraid in the bazaars and boutiques and on the roads people unknown to him and everywhere he is thinking of his village and his house and the tank and the jungle paths which he knows there and people living in the village all of whom he knows that is why a man will not leave his village even when the crops fail and there is no food no not even when the headmen come and they come now every year and say there is good land to be given in such a place there is work upon such a road or in such a village why starve here i've heard people say that far away in the west there are large towns colombo and kalutuara and gala where every one has food and money always but aya not even to those towns do you see a man going who has been born and lived all his life in a village am i not now among strangers what evil will befall me may the gods keep it away from you aya but how can a man tell what evil is before him but you are not an ignorant village man like us 
and besides after the chen is reaped you will return to your house fernando was silent for a while when he spoke again he had a curiously seductive effect upon his listeners his low soft voice and broken sinhalese the languorousness and softness which seemed to pervade him fascinated them even more than what he said what can the buffalo born in the fold know of the jungle or does the wild buffalo know how to work in the rice-fields i was born far away across the sea on the coast i was only a little child when they brought me to colombo to live there in the shop which my father kept he had no fear to leave his village and to cross the sea nor had he any desire to go back again there he was a rich man oh hey what a town is colombo there we lived in a great building and all around us were houses and houses and people and people no jungle or snakes or wild beasts not even a paddy field or a coconut tree always streets and people walking walking backwards and forwards on the red roads and very few even known to you by sight and bullock carts and carriages and rickshaws hundreds upon hundreds and there are houses very high as high as the hill at baragama full of white mahatmayas and their women always coming and going from the ships how many times have i stood outside when a boy and watched them always laughing and talking loud like madmen and dancing men and women together and how fair are the women fair as the lotus flower as the tale says very fair and very shameless is it true then that the women of the white mahatmayas are shameless broken punchy manika in colombo all say they are shameless very fair very mad and very shameless their eyes are like cat's eyes the proverb says if the eyes of a woman are like the eyes of a cat evil comes to the man who looks into them the hair of the english mahatmayas women is very fair the colour of the young coconut flowers yes they are mad in the evening strange music is played by many men sitting high up near the roof then every mahatmaya takes a woman in his arms and looking into her eyes goes round and round very quickly on the floor aya aya is this a true tale why should i tell you what is false did i not live twenty years there in colombo it is a great town in the morning i went and walked on the stone road that has been built into the sea and within is the harbour full always of great ships bigger than villages always the mahatmayas are coming and going in the great ships from where they come and where they go no one can tell you stand upon the stone road and you see the great ship come in across the sea in the morning filled with white mahatmayas and in the evening it carries them out again across the sea they are all very rich and for a thing that costs one shilling they willingly give five also they are never quiet going here and there very quickly and doing nothing very many are afraid of them for suddenly they grow very angry their faces become red and they strike any one who is near with the closed hand fernando stopped he had become quite excited as he recalled his life in colombo in his youth he had forgotten where he was suddenly he became aware of his surroundings the little village so far away from everything the ignorant uncouth villager who listened to him the woman behind him for whose sake he had come to the hut and whom for the moment he had forgotten for a while baban did not like to disturb his silence then he asked diffidently but i if colombo is your village how is it that you now live in kamburu pataya fernando laughed what talk is this of villages he said everywhere here the question is of what village is he and then he is of Bergama or bogama or baragama or any gama and the liver in villages says as you did but now how can i leave my gama did i not tell you that i am 
of no village my father's village is beyond the sea and they say that the father's village is the son's i've never seen that village i've forgotten its name i was born in colombo which is no village but a town i oh what a town it is how pleasant the houses and the noise and smell of the bazaar for miles and the dust and people everywhere what folly to live here like a sannyasi on the top of a bare rock perhaps one day i shall return to colombo and live in a great house as my father did my father was a rich man but always gambling no money stayed in the house and i spent much money upon women there was a notch girl from the coast her eyes had made me mad and she devoured me it was always rupees and bracelets and anklets and silk cloths then my father was very angry for all the money had gone on the gambling and jewellery there was no money to pay the merchants for goods for the shop but worst of all he had no money for gambling the girl had taunted me because i had come empty-handed saying that she would shame me openly if i came back again with nothing so i again asked my father for money he drove me away cursing me so i went into the shop and took goods and sold them and taking two handfuls of silver flung them down before the girl but when my father found what i had done he cursed me again and beat me and drove me out of the house saying that if i returned he would give me to the police i ran out very sad because of the girl i was also sorry that i had given her both handfuls of silver and had not kept one for myself i stood at a street corner thinking that now i would die of hunger and that it would be better to hang myself just then there passed a moorman cassim a man of kalatara a merchant whom i had often seen in my father's shop he laughed at me when he saw me and said speaking tamil now i see that the feet of the girl have danced away with the old man's wealth and the young man's life at that the tears ran down my face and i told him all that had happened then he said come with me to kalutara you can sell there for me in my shop so i went with him to kalutara and stayed there selling for him for two years after that he sent me to sell for him in kambur pataya and there i now live and have a shop of my own fernando paused for a while then he began again you see i have no village i live always among strangers but no evil has come i left colombo without a cent and now i have become rich what folly to starve where one was born when there are riches to be got in the neighbouring village well i'm going now baban accompanied his guest to the style of the compound and took leave of him with the usual words it is well go and come again fernando was quite satisfied with his interview he thought he had gauged baban and that he would have no difficulty with him he seemed so simple and mild both the man and woman had obviously been impressed by him and by his wealth he was however still cautious he decided to make his first overture through the servant-boy whom he could trust the boy was instructed carefully he was to go to punchi manika as if on his own initiative his master was a rich man and a great lover of women he had already remarked upon her beauty the boy was quite sure that though his master had not actually said so he desired her greatly if she agreed he would tell his master that the next night that baban was watching in the chenna she would come to his house or would receive him in hers it would benefit both her and her husband for his master was very kind and generous the attempt was a failure punch and Monica listened to what the boy had to say and then gave him a sound smack in the face which sent him crying back to his master she was very angry with the badness of these boys from the town and she did not suspect that he had been sent by his master fernando beat the servant-boy and himself went to punchimanika's compound one evening when he knew that baban would be watching at the jenna woman he said you have beaten my servant-boy why is that he came here with evil words ayah evil words a child of eight 
chichi but he came here with evil words and lies lies what did he say that your face is very fair and that all men desire you aya aya do not speak like that he spoke shameful words i cannot tell you what he said nonsense you have beaten my servant and you must tell me why or i must go to the head man aya why force me to tell what is shameful what nonsense are you a child then what shame is there in words the boy came here with shameful words saying that you desired a woman he called me to come to you secretly at night when my man goes to the jenna fernando looked very hard at punchimanica he smiled when her eyes dropped but what if the boy did not lie what if he was sent by his master hush aya do not speak like that why am i so foul that the woman of the village of babun shrinks from me it is not that what is it then the women of colombo and cumboro pataya have not found me foul are you afraid yes aya i am afraid afraid of what what harm can come who need know and what can baban do he is a fool he owes me money what can he do i am afraid it is difficult for me to explain to you for i see you will grow angry i am a village woman ignorant i am not a woman like that i went to the man willingly even against my father's will he has been the father of my child that is dead he is good to me let me alone aya let me alone to keep his house and cook his meals for him as before why not i do not ask you to come to kamburu pataya to be my wife there is no talk of leaving your husband i am rich and can give you money and jewels you will bring good fortune to your husband for i will cancel his debts and give him the share of the other chenos which i promised him i cannot do it aya what folly there is nothing to fear the houses are near with the same fence no one will know if you come to me through the fence after nightfall if i say come i want you is it not enough do you wish me to lie on the ground before you and pray to you enough enough aya pardon me i cannot do it will you bring ruin on your man then i do not understand what she doesn't understand what cattle these people are is baban in my debt is he to get a share of my chenas yes aya i heard you tell him so well is anything given for nothing do they give you rice in the bazaar for nothing or curricon or cloth do they fool why do you stand there looking at me like a buffalo you your man tell him that i have been here and what i said will he sell you to me like a sack of curricon if not he is a fool too a dog a pig if not he gets no share of the crop from me his debts stand and the interest too i can ruin him he i will too i will ruin him do you hear that well what do you say what is there to say i i cannot do it if this thing must come to us what can we do always evil is coming into this house from the jungle my father says at first there was no food then the devil entered into my father then more evil upon my sister and her child and upon my child the children died they killed punchy apu they killed my sister and now evil again punchy manika had spoken in a very low voice very slowly fernando stood looking at her for a moment he was affected by the resignation and sadness of her tone then he thought he had been a fool to lose his temper and threaten openly but how could one deal with cattle like these people he began to grow angry again but he recognized that it was useless and dangerous further to show his anger and disappointment he returned without another word to his house his failure astonished him almost more than it annoyed him his first thought was to approach baban himself probably the woman was only frightened of her husband and probably the husband would see more clearly the advantages to be gained by giving his consent but fernando had lost a good deal of his confidence he felt the need of an adviser and ally there could be no danger in consulting the head man in any case it would be dangerous for babahami 
to oppose him and there was every reason to believe that baba hami would be only too glad of an opportunity of working against baban and punchi manika next day after he had eaten the evening meal in the headman's house and while he was sitting in the compound with baba hami chewing betel he opened the subject i thought to get your wife's brother to oversee my janus he is a good man i think baba hami spat what will you pay him one twentieth of the crop he is a good man to work he is a good worker his jenna is always the best but he is a fool he has brought disgrace upon us is he married to that woman no he went to her father's house and lives there with her it would be a good thing to take him from them is he not tired of her now he was mad about her he would not listen to reason ah but that was at first long ago they say the man first finds heaven in a woman later in a field and last in the temple would you like to get him back to your house yes well why not fernando moved nearer to babahami and lowered his voice ralahami i must live here some months without a woman what comfort in a house the woman is not ill-looking and could cook my meals for me i had thought of this for some days so i sent my servant boy to her she answered that she would come but she was afraid of her man then i thought of speaking to the man but it is not easy for a stranger i thought if he marries this woman it is a disgrace to the headman it is better that his friends speak to him probably he is tired of the woman and will marry from another village some girl who has a dowry of land babahami seemed to be considering the ground in front of him with great attention from time to time he spat very deliberately it was impossible to tell from his face what impression fernando's suggestion had made upon him his silence irritated fernando what swine these villagers are he thought well he said at last what do you say did she say she would come to you if baban allowed her yes but why do you ask that if the man agrees what difficulty can there be perhaps none perhaps none Aya, but who can say they are mad those people it happens so sometimes to people who live as we do in the jungle the spirits of the trees they say enter into a family and they are mad and a trouble to the village who knows what such people will do well what more is there to say now is the plan good yes but will you help me the plan is a good one certainly but i am on bad terms with my wife's brother we quarrelled about the girl what can i do if you talk to him now ralahami you quarrelled when he was hot after the girl that was long ago and a man soon tires of the woman that has borne him children and there are many ways ralahami to persuade him if you will help me there are the debts and the chenas and many other ways what is there that a headman cannot do it is wrong for him to sit still and watch disgrace come upon him and his family have you given him his permit to chenna yet no not yet well you can keep it back how can they live without chennas then there are the courts i can help you there for being of kambur pataya i know the ways of the courts well there will be cases and trouble for him and for them baba hami was not to be hurried he considered the proposal for some minutes it was the sort of persecution which appealed to him he would at the same time be injuring those he disliked helping those in whose debt he stood and pleasing himself he could see very little risk in it and much to gain Walaya, he said at length i will help you if i can i will speak to baban shall it be done soon yes quickly send for him now there is no harm in doing it before me and there is no time to lose if i am to get the woman baba hami was at first averse to doing things with such precipitation he liked to think over carefully each move in his game but he was over persuaded by fernando who could not restrain his impatience a message was sent to baban that the headman wanted to speak to him baban was very much astonished at receiving this message and still more so at his reception he was given a chew of betel 
and welcomed warmly brother said the headman it is a bad thing for those of the same blood to quarrel this mahatmaya has been speaking of it saying that you are a good man all that is very long ago and it is well to forget it i have forgotten it i have never had a bad thought of you in my mind brother good good nor i of you brother really well and how are things with you now the light half of the moon returns this mahatmaya is giving me his chenas to work for a share of the crop good good where there is food there is happiness never have i known a year like this and i am growing an old man now on the poya day two months back there was not a karani of grain in all the village i went to the kerala mahatmaya i said to him come in live on air he is a hard man he said his stomach swollen with rice for ten years now i have told you to leave your village there are fields and land elsewhere there is work elsewhere they pay for work on the roads if you make your paddy field on rock do you expect the rice to grow i said to him the government must give food or the people will die then he said go away and die quickly and he abused me calling me a tom-tom beater and drove me away so i went to this mahatmaya and arranged about the chenas had not it been for him we should all have starved i know the mahatmaya has been very good and now again the mahatmaya said to me it is a foolish thing to quarrel with a brother it is long ago and about a woman a young man hot after a woman what use is it send for him and be friends the mahatmaya is very good to us i was wrong brother i say it to you myself i use shameful words to you but that was long ago a young man must have a woman it is foolish to stand in his way even the buck will turn upon you in the rutting season all that is forgotten now so the mahatmaya says it is time he said for him to marry send for him and become friends again for the heat of youth has now passed so i sent for you i have come he said to me now is the time the boy has become a man when he learns about the woman he will do as you ask i do not understand that the woman has offered to go and live with the mahatmaya and cook his meals for him so the mahatmaya says very well i will take her to live with me while i am here i will give her food and money and also to her father i will give work in my chenas to your brother so your brother can leave the woman and marry from another village i do not understand i do not wish to marry from another village and what offer of the woman do you talk of the woman came to the mahatmaya while you were away in the chenna she offered herself to him the mahatmaya said to her i cannot take you unless the man gives you then he came to me he said to me this woman says this and that to me it would be better for me to take her to live with me while i am here and you should marry your brother to an honest woman so i sent for you it must be lies brother it must be lies who told this to you the mahatmaya himself would he tell lies is this true ayah baban asked fernando yes it is true the woman came to me the woman is a whore brother i told you so long ago it is better that you should give her to the mahatmaya and marry now from another village you can come back to my house and live here meanwhile baban was dazed his first instinct had been to disbelieve entirely the story about punchy manika he did not believe it now but he could not disbelieve it why should the mahatmaya lie he could not tell him to his face that he was lying he got up and stood hesitating the others watched him fernando had difficulty in repressing his laughter several times baban opened his mouth to speak and then stopped i do not understand he said at last i do not understand this the woman went to the mahatmaya offered herself ayah that cannot be so surely she would be afraid yet you yourself say it's true ayo i do not understand i must go to the woman herself babahami got up and caught hold of baban by the arm 
trying to prevent his leaving the compound do not do that brother let her go let her go to the mahatmaya and do you stay here my house is always open to you stay now and i will tell the woman to go to the mahatmaya no no i must see her myself what is the use there will only be abuse and angry words it is always lies or foul words in a woman's mouth i must go brother i must see her myself what folly but you would never listen to me and see what has come of it she is a whore it was known before but you would not believe it you would not listen hark the lizard chirps it is an evil hour but again you do not listen you are going brother to meet misfortune but bun allowed himself to be brought back into the compound his mind worked slowly and he was dazed by the shock and by the insinuating stream of the headman's words but there was a curious obstinacy about him which babahami recognized and feared baban came back but he did not squat down again he stood near fernando his forehead was wrinkled with perplexity surely the story could not be true and yet how could it be false why should the mahatmaya and babahami lie to him the simplicity of his character made him always inclined to believe at once and without question anything said to him the headman had reckoned on this and his plan would probably but for fernando have succeeded suddenly however the latter could no longer restrain his amusement the wrinkled forehead the open mouth the pain and hesitation in baban's face as he stood before him seemed to him extraordinarily ridiculous he laughed the laugh broke the spell baban turned again i must see the woman herself he said as he walked away that was foolish ayah said babahami to fernando very foolish he would have stayed i know but i couldn't help it he stood there like a bull pulled this and way and that with a string in his nose what now he will come back then we shall see it is spoiled now i think this bull is an obstinate brute when it jibs we may have used the goad it will be the only way i think they waited in silence the headman proved right baban returned he did not speak to fernando but addressed himself to babahami the mahatmaya was right to laugh at me for a fool yes i am a fool i know that the tale was false it was the mahatmaya who called the woman to come to him and she refused i knew it yes brother i knew it but i was frightened by your words i thought he is my sister's man why should he lie to me it was lies the woman wept for shame when i told her it was true brother it is the woman who is lying now to you she is frightened of you frightened that you should know what she has done i am a fool brother but what use is there in repeating lies now the story was false it was the mahatmaya who came to my house and called the woman to him she refused she would not leave me he turned to fernando ayah why come and trouble us we are poor and ignorant and you have wealth and women in the town as you told us leave us in peace ayah leave us in peace it is not lies broken babahani truly you are a fool the woman is ashamed now and lies to you and you believe but what has that to do with it the mahatmaya is now ready to take the woman it is time that this folly should end let him take her and come back to this house she refuses i tell you what has that to do with it it is time for you to marry and leave that filth what is the good brother of beginning this again it will only lead to angry words again i told you so many years back that i want no other wife than this it is the same now i will live with no one else all these lies and words are useless oh hey oh hey it may lead to angry words yes but are they useless last time you refused to listen to me well i did nothing i allowed you to go your own way you brought shame on me and my family i did nothing i let you go but now it is different suppose they were lies the words spoken by me just now they weren't but suppose they were what then the mahatmaya wants the woman now he calls her to him she will not come you refuse to give her is it wise wise brother think a little is there much kurakan in the house after the drought the mahatmaya has made you overseer of his genus 
if the woman is refused will you remain overseer the twentieth of the crop will go i think to someone else is it wise for the bull to fight against the master when he has the goat in his hand is it wise too always to be fighting against the headman even the headman has a little power still the chenna permit has not yet come for you perhaps it may never come who knows the mahatmaya will not do that and you you are my brother if the woman is not given to me said fernando neither will the twentieth be given to you i have not come here to be laughed at by cattle like you first the woman is offered and then i am refused what does it mean would you try to make me out a fool very well ayah then i will not have the twentieth the woman cannot be given to you fool said barbahami so you refuse again to listen to me but remember this time it will not be as it was before you shall not always disgrace and insult me i have never spoken nor thought evil of you brother but i tell you as i told you before i will not live without this woman it is useless to talk more for nothing but angry words will follow therefore i am going baban did not wait for any answer from the two men but went quickly from the compound the other two sat on discussing the matter for long they had to take their steps quickly for fernando would only be a few weeks in the village and he was very anxious now that he was really opposed to possess panchimanica their plans were laid that night End of chapter seven part one